This episode of The Incomparable is brought to you by Canary, a new approach to home security. Canary is a complete home security system packed into a single device. Unlike old systems, Canary is built to learn. Whenever it detects something out of the ordinary in your home, Canary sends alerts with HD video and audio straight to your phone. That way you can keep an eye on your kids or your pets when you're stuck at work, find when the oven was left on before it's too late, or stop burglars with a swipe of a finger. Pick up your Canary today by visiting meetcanary.com slash incomparable. The Incomparable, number 260, August 2015. Welcome to The Incomparable, episode 260. Recording. I, I am your host, Jason Snell. <laughs> I am sitting around a table with the, the greatest live Incomparable podcast crew ever assembled. You're going to make previous live panels sad. <laughs> I heard those shows. They should be sad. <laughs> let me let me introduce to you. We'll move around clockwise around the table. No, that's not how what? we do things. And uh, start show. start with uh, start with Dan Moore. And hi, Dan. Hi, Jason. It's a pleasure to be in the same place with all. Well, most of you. Most of you. I'm looking at you, Steve. <laughs> it's a pleasure with me and not with everybody else. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. David Lore is next to Dan. Uh, no thanks to United Airlines. No thanks to United <laughs> Airlines, that is. Yes. yes. No thanks to unnamed nope. airline. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Next to David is Mr. Scott McNulty. Hello. Uh, this podcast brought to you by United Airlines. <laughs> we love to fly. Fly the competent skies. Sponsorships can be purchased through. Yes. Are we still in mid-roll? Contact Lex, <laughs> Lex Friedman. Call, call United Airlines. I'm Lex Friedman. Let's do that. I'm Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman's voice. This is Steve Lutz. Hello, Steve. Hello there, Jason. Well, technically, this is the fifth anniversary of the podcast for some. I don't think it really got started until about mid-October. That was when it really started to come together. <laughs> I see. Mm. Right around episode nine, I think. That's not how I remember. Some people it. say yeah. that's a marked decline in quality. I'm not sure, but <laughs> but really, what happens is the the later episodes echo the early episodes, and it all makes sense. Oh, there's a whole ring theory. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear God. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And Erica Ensign that sounds ridiculous. Here. She thinks that this didn't really pick up for about 150 episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's where it got exciting for me. Yeah, so this this is uh, we're we're recording this um, for some reason and for some reason <laughs> as soon as we figure out what it is you guys will be the I, first to I, know I, I, Jason I, won't let us leave this room until we no, I literally <laughs> cannot get out right now <laughs> I can't explain it I won't explain it this is oh, by the way for those who have listened to the deep cuts in the deep catalog yes this is one of those Stephen Fry episodes <laughs> uh, so stop listening now <laughs> yeah you have been warned you have been warned this is uh, episodes being released on fifth anniversary of the incomparable five years to the day to the day to the day Good. Ah. wow i know That's we've been planning. doing this for five years jason what the hell is wrong with <laughs> we've been sitting in this room for five <laughs> years dan it's a nice some room. of us only it for about nice four years and nine months <laughs> <laughs> i don't feel quite so bad yeah, but who's counting? See, what was the topic of that episode, Steve? Uh, we, I believe that episode was, the was horror? titled Get the Bone Saw. Uh, that was the horror oh, movie. I had that, to go. Was, uh, that was a sparsely populated episode yes. because some of your panelists are wusses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many of them are wusses. Was that back in the day where we covered like entire genres in one yes, episode? In one episode. Well, I think that's about the one and only horror episode we're ever <laughs> Don and Dustin. So I can take, you pretty much covered everything, Steve. Get, what's left? Definitive. Although I'm thinking we need to do a spooky old movie club this year. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Halloween. In, in, for Halloween, Halloween, yeah, that would yeah. be great. Yeah. That would be great. Or or uh, 
do, do we could we do rocket surgery? Are there? I guess those need to we be more sci-fi. Mall, seems like but it, we it could it would do both right to the forefront. <laughs> it's a it's a mad rocket surgeon who yes. uh, kills. Oh, what would yeah? What would go in the old movie spooky old movie club? I'm thinking. Well, it would have to be stuff that's uh, fairly bloodless for your gutless panelists. <laughs> we could maybe Wait, gutless we could maybe or bloodless. The, Make up your mind. We could maybe do the G-rated The Haunting. For starters, and then, G-rated uh, topper, and then since we've uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ghost and Mrs. Muir, uh, oh, I yes, just saw yes. that for the first You'll time watch it with two weeks ago. Scott, the ghost and Mr. Chicken, uh, Don Knotts, oh, he's scary. There you go, he is scary. That uh, is frightening. That is frightening. Uh, a Christmas Carol, that's pretty spooky, right? Oh. Well, we can throw some George C. Scott. We could do the Changeling. I think we talked about that in episode yeah. nine. That's that's eighties, but. There you go. The, ori- the original one? Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Oh, I was watch say. Freaks Give me a little credit, please. <laughs> Have we ever covered Evil Dead? No. That's yet. It. We haven't covered Evil Dead 2 yet. <laughs> Sorry, that's a Evil Dead high two. fidelity yeah. okay. reference. <laughs> the, the new cat people would be a rocket. Have we done a high fidelity episode? Yes, there you go. Ooh. No, we haven't. Oh, well, keep Syracuse far away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a solid point. There, you could have a whole separate podcast where Syracuse just ruins the 80s for you. <laughs> I think we decided that when we wrap up after this episode, since this is our last, last episode. episode. Yes. It's yeah. just, it's just the, replaced by the big greatest hits of John Syracuse over the next five years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, it could, keep, it could keep on going. I... I it's funny that you bring up the horror episode because that was definitely one of those where um, I, I had no conception. First off, I had no conception that this would keep going like this because what were the chances of that? Uh, extremely One, small. 100% yeah. as it turns out. As it turns <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, I, I like massively overestimated the, uh, the amount of free time that people have on their hands. <laughs> yeah, we, we, there will be a podcast <laughs> intervention, a podcast intervention later of <laughs> just asking why you're listening to this. Um, but that, that we're going we're gonna to save that. Uh, I just I, I look back at those. At Please those... stop listening so we can stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I have other things to do. This really episode just... is a cry for him. It's like I just want to get out of You won't room. let us quit until subscription levels drop below 5,000, for God's <laughs> it's, sake. It's almost like lunchtime or itunes reviews hit the 500 mark we can quit then too Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) the the uh innocence of those early days when when like you said we could just let's talk about horror movies for 45 minutes Mm -hmm. because also back then the podcast was strictly limited to an hour what and would never be any longer than an hour (laughs) i do remember you having talking about this it's insane to go longer than an hour why would you do it no one would listen no need Yes, now our average episode is an hour and a half. <laughs> much wiser and sadder about the world. Yeah, <laughs> we talk much slower. So well, I, I had somebody, I had somebody ask, ask me if we were ever going to do episodes about like Buffy the Vampire Slayer or oh, we Firefly that. We're or done. all that. Done. We did a Joss Whedon <laughs> episode <laughs> where, where <laughs> in, like episode three. in 55 minutes we covered all seven <laughs> oh, seasons shape. of Buffy and five seasons of Angel, four or five, whatever it is, of Angel and, and, Firefly, and all of Firefly and Dollhouse. And Dollhouse. <laughs> and all, in four, wow. all in 55 minutes. We used to be so much more efficient. Jason, what happened? We were so concise. No. It wasn't a simpler time. The problem is the (laughs) listeners. They determined they wanted the deep dive. The problem is you. It's all (laughs) your fault. How dare you? This is just an entire hour and a half of blaming the listeners. (laughs) I mean, I liked liked how concise it was. Just, you know, Buffy, awesome, next. You know, that was very simple. Everybody liked this. (laughs) Well, that wraps up this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know what we were thinking, quite honestly. We hadn't found our, our groove yet, our format. It, it just turns out it's deep, deep groove. Apparently it's a very deep groove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, escaped. it's a chasm that we cannot climb out of with smooth, smooth walls. 
Well, one of the things I think, like uh, Dan and I were talking earlier before the before the podcast, that's good podcasting to reference things that <laughs> nobody heard. You can hear that uh, in a downloadable <clears throat> extra later on. Just, just pretend. Yeah. Just the dim unre- the lights. The unrecorded <laughs> bonus track. Yeah, and you're exactly. there. Uh, about fandom and about I, I think one of the things that we've been good at is is we bring um, we bring enthusiasm for our subject matter without it being kind of um, and this gets us in trouble sometimes with some fans. It, we, we, it, we bring enthusiasm without necessarily uh, being. Uh, we're not uncritical, even mm-hmm. though we're enthusiastic. And I, you know, I, I think that's our. I think that's our thing, right? Is is we 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 are inclined to like stuff and we want to be excited about stuff, but at the same time, we don't turn off the the critical faculty and say, you know, oh my god, it's great. Because first off, I don't really know how how long would that podcast run? Like ten minutes? Yeah, only about high five years, Jason. <laughs> it's called High Five, and everybody says it's awesome, and then it's done. And that's, actually, I would listen, listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> New podcast on the Incomparable Network. High so five. the problem is you. You heard it here first, exactly. folks. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's it's true that we're not critical. I don't think we let our criticisms diminish our enjoyment of it either. I think is the other part of it, right? Like we don't get so wrapped up in, with the few exceptions of say the Star Wars prequel episodes, we don't usually spend so much time lambasting something. I mean, granted, coming in, nobody really liked those. Well, but people so that love the Star Wars prequel episodes, and I think it's because it's infrequent that we have yeah. to eviscerate something like yeah. that. I wouldn't want to do that every week. No. I would, but... (laughs) Specifically the Star Wars prequels every week. We do Star Wars prequels every week. Sure, we'll do it a minute at a time. Yeah. It'll take 600 years to complete. (laughs) This part clearly references an earlier episode, but it's terrible, it's terrible. (laughs) And here we see the influence of Metropolis on Lucas's thought process. Hello. Make make love to the mic, Steve. Mic dynamics are not my strength. This is why I wear a headset. What is your strength, Steve? (laughs) Still trying to find. And here is the truth (laughs) of this episode. High five. This is where this is where the gloves come off, people. (laughs) I think my strengths arise from my dashing good looks. Thank you, Glenn Fleischman. I was going to (laughs) say, and also my great love for Jose Feliciano. I I was going to say, don't poke the bear with a stick. Steve, where do you foot away from him? Steve, where do you see yourself in five years? That's right. This is. He'll be celebrating the fifth anniversary of his new podcast where he just talks about things that are terrible every yeah. week. It's just called Fifth Anniversary. I, I thought I was already doing that, Jason. Mm. I said we did we did with the rocket surgery thing, that was that was a, a calculated attempt for us to be negative about something. Yeah, but it's like low hanging fruit, right? Some of us can still that's... find enthusiasm it's in things like Zardoz. Still, and then Glenn enough. liked Zardoz. I like Zardoz. Yeah. I still like Zardoz. I can go back and watch it again. <laughs> The second Zardoz episode was very different from the first Zardoz episode. Yeah, yeah, cut to five years from now where we say, can you believe we only did one episode about Zardoz? (laughs) (laughs) Our new Zardoz-focused podcast is really popular. That's right. Stonehead, the podcast. (laughs) It's just like the idea of an alternate universe where Zardoz took on Star Wars levels proportions and just became an enormous franchise. Ah, you believe it? They're rebooting Zardoz again. I'm really Zardoz disappointed strength. in the Zardoz prequels where they <laughs> but it built the stone. Stop me from going to see the new Zardoz movie. Well, it explained the science behind what made the stone head. That was not who yep. needed that. Unnecessary. The yeah. science of pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody on Twitter posted the uh, that uh, picture of the Zardoz novelization, mm-hmm. which was oh. I was very impressed by. I, impressed I, is not the word I would use. <laughs> I I would almost want to read it just to see what. The novel, how the novel Actually, made any kind of sense. What they left out. Yeah. 
And then it's Zed like was in a pages. hall of mirrors, and then he fell out of the hall of mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> and then he talked to a crystal. And then it was he written shot in the crystal. It's, 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 it's a picture book. <laughs> and then they rewound the, on C, the book. CZ, CZ's head. <laughs> CZ shoot his head. Well, this has been a lot of discussion about Zardoz. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the classics. You can drink in again. We'll never escape. No, it, it will never will. No, Erica, I hope you aren't offended when we make fun of the Star Wars prequels since you're on, on the record as defending <laughs> oh, episode right. one now. That was I, a mistake. Yeah, I liked episode one. Which, to, to be yep. fair, we determined after a long scientific process is probably the best of, of the prequels. <laughs> which yes. is weird. By elimination, <laughs> really. Yeah. But. I, yeah, I didn't like the other ones. And I, I have to admit, I haven't listened to your episode talking about episode one yet because I don't want to hear it. No. <laughs> because oh. I'm afraid you'll make me hate it. Too. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, and we, we will. We, we can't ruin it for you because you clearly. Impervious to logic if you like episode one. <laughs> you just have to, yeah. Yeah. Don't let us bring our. I think you're safe. <laughs> Maybe. That's a good superpower to have, I guess. Uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scott. Hello. I didn't watch Zardoz. I don't really like episode one, so I didn't have much to say. Yeah. Or right. talking for that. Or talking. Well, yeah. How do you feel about Buffy? <laughs> Uh, I have seen one episode of Buffy, and I didn't like it, so I stopped watching it. All right, moving on from Scott now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Scott McNulty, for your contribution. Good night, everybody. (laughs) One of of the things, I mean, this this whole podcast started five years ago because of a conversation that some of us had on Twitter about books. And as we're here, the reason we're all together, which I never mentioned, because (laughs) it's it's just readily apparent that we would get together for the fifth anniversary Mm -hmm. of the podcast. We we set our our sights on the North American city. We all reserve hotels. Rooms. We all travel there, and then we we agree to appear on a podcast. We picked yes. on the we picked the northern northern U.S. city that is the most difficult for everyone to get to. Or yes, that's basically that's, what we that's do. scientific. I yeah. like it. And the most shrouded in smoke. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So we're here in, in Spokane, Washington. under a blood red sun. That's right. <laughs> that's right. We're, for the we're, we're trying to make it seem like we're on like Dune or something. <laughs> Very apocalyptic. Dune. Arrakis. Yes. Desert so, planet. so we we were talking oh, about books, and 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 we're here at at, at Sasquan, the WorldCon, the World Science Fiction Convention, which is a very, I would say, much more of a book focused kind of convention than a lot of these media conventions that you get, like Comic Con, where or a Doctor Who convention or something like that. It's a, a lot of lot of lot of authors. A lot of yes. readers, a lot of writers. I've seen many people reading in the conventions. <gasps> what? This, this place is, yeah. we're going to burn this house down. <laughs> I went to Spokane and spent $170 on a badge so I could read in the convention center. <laughs> near author, yeah, but near yeah, other people. Exactly. Someone who wrote this book is right next to me. So I will read it and not talk to them. Well, this yeah. is like it's something that my family does. Is we'll we'll all sit on the, the porch at like Michael's Lake House and we'll all be reading, and my cousin in law will walk in, look around, and go, God, the neighbors must hate you. You're making so much noise. <laughs> is that what they do, really? They find their favorite author and they go open his book. Next to him, right they're, in front of his face. They're, they're too shy to actually talk to the guy, but this way they know. <laughs> well, we were just talking about this before. If you you know you see an author, what would you? I wouldn't say anything to them because uh, all I would say is, "Hey, I read your book," and they would, and Jason said, "Yeah, I wrote that book." And then we'd awkward <laughs> silence, and we'd walk that's away. <laughs> yes. that's, yeah, I, that's I think most that's authors... far worse than a bunch of random guys appearing next to you and opening your book. <laughs> <laughs> One, who surrounded me like, it's a flash mob they all have and, copies and then there are the authors who have learned not to ask what did you think because you might actually find out you don't necessarily want but to but with know. Scott that's the beauty of Scott's I book amnesia is he would be like I don't actually remember <laughs> I don't, in some ways that's worse <laughs> I, think that Martin, I think has the right approach to avoid fanboys you just write really heavy books that they can't lift <laughs> mm. that's right you gotta leave those at home on a stand somewhere on your reading that's lectern great. and do it the there Kindle has ruined that that's true. Yeah, get, a lot, get a lot of Kindles chucked at you. Prop up tables. 
the uh, but we did we started talking about books. That's that's where this that's all true. began. Is that we we had a lengthy Twitter conversation about. Uh, books that we had read that we had liked and not and that first episode is just it's not even like let's all read one or two books like we do now we'll talk about all the books it was like let's <laughs> talk about Every, all, all the books all the books, all the books that we've read today's genre ever. is books <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's written on paper I think that was part of the problem was that each episode we're like oh yeah next episode let's talk about movies and next episode let's talk about TV and guess what we're out of topics pretty soon because it's only a certain we've number of medium <laughs> We're going to need to focus it a little bit. This week is Bazooka Joe wrappers. <laughs> That's about all it's left. Really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we started talking about individual TV shows and individual movies and things like that. Which I, and individual know, books. Yes. And individual books. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, uh, Scott is my... Uh, is my uh, <laughs> he's, oh, he's giving me a look. <laughs> I don't know so where you're going with this. <laughs> it's my co-pilot. Uh, you know, Scott, <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott, I rely on for good book recommendations. Huh? He's made some excellent book recommendations over the years, and and um, <laughs> you know he could make more, but he you know <laughs> sorry fewer <laughs> bad recommendations. Jeez, <laughs> he chooses not to. I'm here instead of reading. That's <laughs> <laughs> point. If, if, if Scott, the what reason, are you doing with that book right now? <laughs> the reason Scott's so quiet Steve on the podcast <laughs> is he's. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? I don't remember. <laughs> It was only six pages. <laughs> they were dead. I remember that. Needed a, needed a little more character development. I should have spread the pictures apart. <laughs> but it's nice to hear on on, uh, on Twitter. I mean, that's where we get most of our feedback. Occasionally, we'll get a an email or a I'll get a strange thing in my mailbox that has happened a couple of times. Like that's, your that's your that's mailbox at home, yeah. like a dead oh, bird or something oh, turns oh, up in there. Oh, yeah, someone's right, mailed you. Like yeah, remember that episode we talked about dead birds for forty five minutes? That was great. <laughs> Back in the early days when we talked for only 45 minutes about yes. a subject of a bird. Now we will talk about a specific species of dead bird. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, ravens. Yeah. yeah. And this, we, yeah, hey. we started a, a recurring six, every six weeks we talk about a bird that we think is stupid. <laughs> I, I wrote that willow ptarmigan. What do you think? I hated it. <laughs> But uh, it is nice when we hear on, on mostly on Twitter from people who say thank you for your book recommendations that we're we're sort of guiding guiding them and by we I, I essentially do mean Scott that Scott is the puppet master who controls what people read now. It is what I was born to do. <laughs> How frequently do those checks from the major publishers come to you, Scott? Very infrequently. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Contact Lex Friedman at Midroll. <laughs> I'm Lex Friedman. <laughs> Yeah, you should have authors coming up to you here and saying, oh, Scott McNulty, thank you. You were such a tastemaker. <laughs> well, I like the idea that it's a reversal. Oh, you read my book. <laughs> and I'd be like, I did? I, brought- <laughs> I, I may have at some point. We really so. turned this on his head. <laughs> we have had a couple of, uh, of people who are uh, writers who have been appeared on our episodes, and that's mm-hmm. uh, we're always very careful to not talk about the stuff that they do. <laughs> or, or, there, or even in the in the in the genre uh, that they work in. So, like mm-hmm. we can we we had Helene Wecker on to talk about Zardoz instead of you know her book, which we liked. It's true. Uh, I think that's why she likes the podcast so much. <laughs> yes. well, that, we liked sense. her so much we subjected her to Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the book. Well, this is a strange way of showing affection, yeah. Jason. What can we do in return? <laughs> what can, how can you're, we show you? We just aren't very good with our feelings. <laughs> Here, Zardoz! You're, you're listening to Memories of Zardoz on the Encounter. That's how I proposed, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with my feelings. Here's a copy of Zardoz. <laughs> Either that or Yahtzee. Whatever Z. Should have gone with a balderdash setup. <laughs> I mean, why would you put the penis is bad in your wedding vows? I don't know. <laughs> why wouldn't you? To each his yeah. own. It's evil. 
right? It's it is evil. 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 The yes. penis is evil. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, David. I gotta check the. Uh... <laughs> oh boy! Well, now it's gonna have to get edited. Let's get the uh, hotel memo pad so you can mark the time code. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, it's not the first time penis has been written on that pad. So. <laughs> <laughs> written. <laughs> Jason has left the room. Oh, guys, we just wash his hands. He's washing. He's literally washing his hands of this whole affair. <laughs> I was a little worried. He's like five years. That's it. I'm out. With you. <laughs> You're done. That's right. We broke the podcast. We finally did it. The last, the last thing we heard him say was, nope! <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> I feel like this podcast has brought us a lot of joy. Yeah. <laughs> this is really more like the human centipede of episodes. <laughs> so, Stephen Fry. <laughs> so, no, Jason, Steve, I, I Stephen hear... Stephen Fry is the human centipede. I hear when we started out, we talked a lot about books. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear, but Dan. Less about penises back then. <laughs> Man. So any other topics? <laughs> <laughs> Can't even see the rails from here. Fandom. We had rails. What about fandom? Uh, no, what about fandom? What about it? We we why we, why we like do things. it? Why why do we why, care? Why why be a fan? Yeah. Let's just let that question yeah. hover out there. <laughs> yeah, just, what's the we'll point? just be hover quiet. out there like a stone head. We'll, we'll, we'll just be silent for a minute while you question what you've done. Allow it to marinate. Erica, I like I, what, expand expand on that. The we can't, some of us can't help <laughs> was, can't help being fans. You just I, I was raised that helped. way. That was that was that was my we we had no religion in my house except Doctor Who. I think uh, <laughs> and, and Star Wars and you know many other geeky things. So I I grew up this way. I wouldn't know how to do life any differently. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because I, we talked a little bit. I think about this on was it maybe episode two hundred? I think we talked about at some point like our backgrounds in it, and it's like it's weird for me because I was raised in a house with without people who were like seriously big fans. Like my dad still doesn't he doesn't really he thinks kind of science fiction, fantasy, all that stuff is just kind of ridiculous. Also Dan. Yes, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Uh, but no, but you know, and but at the same time, you know, getting exposed to those things then yeah, I think Erica's right. It's like you don't choose to become fandom chooses you. I've seen people choose fandom. So people who are fans of Doctor Who hear about something else and like, I'm gonna try that supernatural show and then just dive in and then oh. become crazy super fans. Mm, this is true. Is this we're finally gonna talk about supernatural? Finally Supernatural. Awesome. Next. I haven't actually watched it myself, but I'll high five somebody uh. about it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well you know I think the my confusion Confusion with Supernatural comes with the fact that Dean from the Gilmore oh, Girls. Very confusing. That's that confusing. That's the reason I've never watched does Supernatural. Play, <laughs> there is a character on Supernatural named Dean, but Dean from the Gilmore Girls does not play the character named Dean. It's, it's very just, confusing. Well, what's important? I think it's just an alternate universe. No, what's important to establish is that all shows and movies that have the same actors in them are actually all part of the same universe. Mm-hmm. So oh, there is a yep. canon in which. Sam from Supernatural has to go undercover in a small Connecticut town, and he picks a name. And of course, the first name that comes to mind is his brother's his name, brother Dean. Dean. And he just play, and he just has to go undercover for like five years. I'm now convinced Dan and I are not part of the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that really cheapens Rory and Dean's relationship, Dan. So well, whatever, I, I it was refused. never. It, it was, was never meant great. to be. No, it was well, never meant to true. be. But still, mm-hmm. let's talk about. I didn't like. I didn't like that. <laughs> yes, Jess no. especially went off. And he oh. became a superhero later. Yeah. He's a troublemaker. I actually liked him better as a superhero. 
superhero after mm. after rewatching the Gilmore Girls. I think I had a dream the other night where he was trying to kill me. <laughs> Milo <laughs> Ventimiglia was trying to kill specifically. you. Specifically. Well, he also recently played in Gotham. He was a serial killer. I think that made him just much creepier in my estimation. Uh, wow. So what was, if in this dream you were serial? Yes. I see. <laughs> Delicious. Cap Fruity crunch. Pebbles or like yeah. oh. oh. <clears throat> I was going to say, someone's after your lucky charms. They're <laughs> always after me lucky charms. <laughs> So God, that was the. They're always after me. Lucky Charms was the very disappointing catchphrase in the latest Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> David, what about your uh, childhood fandom? How were you raised? I don't remember a time when I didn't watch Star Trek, and that just sort of bled into everything else. You know, it's like, oh, this is like Star Trek. I'll watch Space 1999. Mm-hmm. Hey, Planet of the Apes. Hey, you know, and and my mother encouraged it too. She was. I mean, she had all the Tolkien and all the Lewis and all the Charles Williams and all the other Inklings and all, you know. And so there's this huge British fantasy shelf in our house. And then it just sort of expanded out. It's like, oh, well, E.R. Edison, who's that? Well, I'll read him because he's like these guys. And, and yeah, it just sort of, if in, when, in, in 1975, if it was in space and had lasers and, you know, I was watching it. You know, I watched all of Buck Rogers in the 25th century when it when it originally yeah. aired. So I just uh, this is spoilers for future episodes of robot good. of robot or not, by the way. But I I, I did I did uh, have just recently have a conversation with Mr. John Syracuse where <laughs> Buck Rogers in the 25th century and uh, and Battlestar Galactica from the 70s came up, mm-hmm. and and you know he and he's younger than me, but he has clear memories of those too. And it, it just one of the things about where when we live today. Uh, there is a huge amount of material there of genre material. You can the books and comics and movies and TV series. It just is this just avalanche of material, and you have to you have to choose from it. Whereas as a, as a kid growing up, especially before Star Wars, and then Star Wars kind of kicked off uh, a little bit more of this. You were looking for the closest thing resembling uh, something with a robot or space yeah. or something because yeah. there was so. There was so and, little. So, like, something terrible like Buck Rogers, which, again, not a spoiler so much for Robot or Not, but featured a robot who carried around, uh, like, another robot as a, as <laughs> as a, as a, medallion. As a medallion. Which is uh, awesome. Flashing <laughs> Dr. Theopolis. Yes. yes. Creating yes. Flava and, Flav by, like, 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when, when we were seven, you didn't even mind the fact that all of the ships that everyone flew in Buck Rogers were the same ships that they flew in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, they have the same version is cheap. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, we Twiki. just established that means they're in the same universe. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. Uh, I mean, Twiki stuck in my head when I was little, and and I remember <laughs> that sounds wrong. Consult the physician, David. Well, seek your doctor, Buck. After after getting Paul Simon's Graceland. And listening carefully to the actual song Graceland, there's this guitar riff in the middle of the song that is just beady 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 beady, and I can't not say "Hey, Buck" at the end of it every yeah. time I listen. That was a terrible show. It has ruined. Paul <laughs> terrible. You joined show. the Paul Simon episode of <laughs> The Incomparable. I was always more focused on Wilma Deering's outfits than I was uh, on. Yep. High five. Yeah. Oh yeah. High five. High five. Yeah. I saw I saw Aaron Gray and uh, and uh, Gil Gerard at Comic Con. 
um, signing autographs oh, with not much of, mm-hmm. with not much of a line, and no. I thought, it's sad. Oh, I did yeah. this the same yeah. thing at Chicago Comic Con a couple years ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, well. it's sad that there's not much of a line, but I didn't go over there either. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem. So you were, but, you but yeah, but yeah, Aaron Gray, she was much she was much uh, more exciting in Buck Rogers than in Silver Spoons. I found. Uh, I'd much I only ever watched Silver Spoons. Sorry, there were yeah. moments in Silver Spoons that were okay. In Silver there's Spoons, I was snake. more excited about the room that had all of the video the games. Giant train. Oh, the giant train. train. I wanted the remote train. The remote control mm-hmm. door. Yeah. How did that this become a Silver Spoons <laughs> podcast? Is what I How could not? I yeah. you, but there, there are moments in Silver Spoons that made it worth um, watching. Like I don't think so. Oh, like the robots sorry. that came in later. Yeah, come on. Alfonso <laughs> Rivera. Alfonso Rivera wore oh, yeah. a yeah. robot around his neck as a medallion. It was amazing. It was well, he, style he did that the in the Fresh Prince, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a... It was a Vic 20, I think, so it was kind of oversized. Let's <laughs> on to the Fresh Prince. <laughs> Parents well, just don't understand. Does anybody West know what Thunder Chunky is? <laughs> I don't know, I don't. but I don't think I would want to suffer it. It's in the graffiti in the background at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's got to be a whole fandom on all the stuff in the background. Well, that's a very I'm common sure phrase in Philadelphia. It's, it's, like, it's like a Thunder ring. Chunky? Yep, they're all over the place. Well, since you moved there, it's... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was rude. <laughs> This podcast is over. <laughs> Scott can run three miles. Straight. Straight. No turns. Right. No turns. No turns. No straight forward. Yeah, straight you need flats. Yeah, it's a very flash and, thing. And you need like a nice up. ramp. He'd prefer a mile and a half out and a mile and a half back, honestly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're sort of stranded at the end. Mm, that's true. <laughs> you got to call a cab. <laughs> that's how I, I run. I've I done I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I am beat. Where am I? All right. Uber. Uber. I have, it's took a, take me a while to figure out the whole loop thing. So I have ended up several miles from where I started. And I was like, oh, this is stupid. This is the exercise. Exercise portion of my game. My, the chapter my, markers uh, for this episode are going to be amazing. <laughs> my, my partner in theater used to train for marathons, but he had never run one. And he got lost training one day. And he actually wound up running like 29 miles just to get back to where he could get a car. <laughs> and, he, and he looked at his mileage and went, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and he slept for about three days after that. Yeah. Halfway through that, he ran through a marathon. And it was just like <laughs> in a marathon for three miles. <laughs> Why do all these people have numbers on their backs? I'm just... Huh. Okay. The running so, so I how, feel like we've gone a little far afield. Yeah, here. Jason, bring us a run back. Can we run back from here? Let's, uh, let's get back to Fresh Prince. Turn. <laughs> so, Silver Spoon. So, my next question is: How do you find um, unwind it? How do you find what to consume? How do you how do you choose what to watch, what to what to read in this in this uh, world where we have uh, much greater selection than back when we were forced to watch Buck Rogers and. Uh, Space 1999, because well, there was nothing else on. you put up a doodle, and then that determines what I'm forced to watch for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Steve a, has no will of his own. No, not, not a, not for, those, for those who don't know, Doodle is a website where we schedule our, uh, our episodes. So I will say, hey, we're going to do an episode about this. And then everybody goes there and says what times they're available. This episode that, brought to you by Doodle. I, honestly, Steve, this is sort of uh, how I consume most things now, is, is what I have to talk about on the podcast. Right. Well, it's a lot harder. There's just, there is so much more more stuff and you have so much less time to consume stuff so you have to be i find that i'm just so much more selective than i was as a teenager say where i would like just like you guys grab a book off the shelf because it had a robot and a laser gun on the front and be like all right this is what i'm reading and nowadays like if i start reading a book i used to be religious about finishing every book i read and nowadays i very easily get halfway through and i'm like nope this is not doing it put it down i'd rather read this 
So I think it has, in some ways, it makes you a lot more brutal about like the what you want to consume because you don't want to waste your time because time is precious. Mm-hmm. I think it was the a, fire in which we burn. I days. think it was <laughs> in a, in a, inappropriate for them to do an edition of The Godfather with a robot and a laser gun on the cover. Halfway <laughs> 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 <It's just, laughs> through, I'm still waiting. What? When will the robot be there? Don Corleone. Is it a robot? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually glad that the podcast gives leave me the blaster, some... take the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Corleone or not? Uh, the podcast gives me some rails as far as what to watch and what to consume. Not because, this episode, though. Uh, no, 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 no rails. No we warned everybody out there That's that true. this was going to happen. Why are you listening? It's your own fault. I, I, <laughs> I listen to Stephen Fry. What he says to read, I read. But yeah, because they're, I have to be so selective, and I hate being brutal about stuff like that. So it's sometimes easier when you guys just say, "Oh, we're going to watch Zardoz," and then I hate you all afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is when you say, hey, we're going to watch Stardust, and I think, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, and is, I don't. You might watch Stardust. What do you mean, we? we. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to find stuff just by browsing, like going to a bookstore and, yeah. and mm-hmm. back when they used to have looking stores. at the shelves. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. back when they used to have stores. And you can't, you can't really browse at Amazon. It's not the same thing. You mm-hmm. find a thing you're looking for. You find things that they try to recommend for you. But some of yes, the best which has been ruined by the fact that you recently watched Zarda. Yes. <laughs> oh man. But, it, but but you know even if even if it were a good recommendation engine which I find it is not mm-hmm. very often um, you hear that Bezos? Yeah. <laughs> it's like to eat it. some of some of the best things I found in bookstores I would never have picked up otherwise. I would never I mean there's no connection. It's just like hey this looks interesting cuz the title or the cover or the you know I don't know. But I hear about it from you guys, too, right? Like that's and that's, that's how I get a lot of it now. Not just stuff we're doing for the podcast, right. but also people say, I read this thing or I watched this movie and it was good. And, and by people, a... we mean Scott. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good way to do it because you know a person and what they're into. And I can you know, I can say, oh, Scott likes this. I might like it. Dan likes this. I will love it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Calibration. Glenn, yeah. Glenn likes this. No. He's not here. <laughs> He could have been well, here. He was very, very far, far away. Glenn and Monty, our two residents of the state of Washington, couldn't make it to Spokane. I mean, it's all Washington. the way on the other side of the state. It is. It is. It's They're not that biggest. We're state practically there. in Montana here. Yeah. Hey, Steve. You, you know, one of my favorite moments in podcast history was uh, when uh, was when at uh, at the uh, beer garden I uh, talked about spitting in a tube. For a service that is no longer allowed to provide medical advice. Uh, I mentioned this because that was a live ad read in front of an audience. Yes, that was uh, good times. So, Steve, did you know traditional home security systems cost hundreds of dollars to set up, hundreds more for required monthly fees, and lock you into contracts for years at a time? I had no idea about that, Jason. Steve, don't get stuck paying thousands of dollars for false alarms and systems that only tell you if your window is open or closed and not what actually happened. Well, how can I possibly avoid that? You need to meet Canary, a new approach to home security devices that's available for only two forty nine. dollars Canary, you say? It, tell me more. It's an all-in-one home security system that you control me? from your Android device or your iPhone. Wow, that's amazing. For two forty nine, here are just a few of the features you get. You can set it up in minutes. You just plug your canary in, connect to the internet, and that's it. It's got a 1080p camera with crystal clear video quality and the best night vision on the market. You can live stream video of what's happening at home from anywhere. It's got a 90-plus decibel siren that's loud enough to scare off intruders. It would also scare the crap out of your cats. Awesome. Oh, literally. That's a bonus. <laughs> Localized 911, you can contact no. the authorities closest to home and react to emergencies no matter where you are. And they've even got temperature humidity and air quality monitoring plus 
no contracts, no required monthly fees, and the free starter plan lets you use Canary with no additional costs. And, and you get all of this for how much? For for two forty nine. That is unbelievably reasonable, Jason. Uh, if you decide you want access to features like extended video storage, there are the most affordable customer-friendly plans on the market starting at $4.99 a month, and premium plans launch in mid-August. For the first week, Canary users will get major discounts. So be one of the first to get smart, affordable home security, Steve. Buy your Canary now by visiting meetcanary.com. That's M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T, <laughs> by the way. That Thank goodness you clarified. Our, that would be for one of our dead bird episodes. The, the meat, the meat Do canary. not Google meet canary. <laughs> so that's M-E-E-T canary.com slash incomparable and find out how to save up to 50% on premium plans. Thanks to Canary for sponsoring this very sedate, serious episode of The Incomparable. On our upcoming Rate a Bird podcast, Canary <laughs> is going to rate extremely highly. Right. Canary, a bird awesome. Draft? High five. <laughs> I was hoping to defend uh, the meat canary in the superhero bracket, but <laughs> knocked out early. So. <laughs> well, it, it was that adventure in the coal mine. It was just... Canary. Meat canary. Is the meat canary? no, 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 no. She and Aero? Not as cool as Gambit. Yes. <laughs> She's one of the no one is as cool as Gambit. Who it's is? True. Yeah. It's true. Now, I, I, so as we're in the throes of this superhero tournament that is taking way longer than I really initially planned, I, I just want to point out that <laughs> it was, it's, all Phil, it's, it's all Phil and Lisa's fault. They suggested we do a, 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 a March Madness-style tournament. Is it possible that we're involved in an elaborate prank for their podcast, Phil and Lisa Ruined the Podcast? <laughs> it, I think it's a Ponzi scheme. It's probable more it's than probable. possible, okay. Dan. Yeah. Yeah, so where were we? What were we talking about before we met Canary? <clears throat> Meat Canaries. <laughs> no, that was after. Delicious. Uh, I'm going to have trouble focusing on the remainder of this podcast. <laughs> Maybe thinking about home security systems. Yeah, good. That's how you, sh- how you should. All the- everybody out there is, so you should join them in thinking yeah. about it. Well, yeah, if you had right. Canary, you wouldn't need to be worrying about your home security. Oh, exactly. Right. Interesting point. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's good. Native They're not paying Native. for this part. <laughs> well, it- well, then. Never mind. <laughs> I don't even I, own a home. I just have cats. That's true. I so. do not. <laughs> I only have a canary. So Scott, Scott, All of my you, things you I'd rather somebody came and stole. Scott, as a, as a, how do you read so many books, and how do you find what books to read? I had this. I was having. Where do you lunch. get your ideas? I had lunch. I had lunch with Helene Wecker, and we were talking, and she was very grateful that because she's a fan of the podcast, and she was grateful that you recommended that book, and then we all liked it. The, the, her first novel, um, the 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 Golem and the Genie, or no, the Genie and the Golem. No, the, it's genie. the Golem and the Genie. No, it's the Genie and the Golem. No, it's it? the, the Golem, Golem and the Genie, genie. with the light brown hair. <laughs> okay, I'm very confused about which comes first is. now. Anyway, they, the they, they open a deal. The, the golem go, comes yes. first, yes. and the then the genie? is the genie yes. and the golem. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and they fight, and they solve crimes. Yeah, they do. They 18th do. century New I'm York. Yeah, cops. they have a detective agency, mm-hmm. and they solve crimes. So I've pre-ordered it. So, but, but, so when she said, uh, she, she, oh. was, she was grateful that you recommended her book, she said, how does Scott read so many books? So I have to ask, how do you do it? How do you, and where... And more to the point, where uh, are you looking to decide what to read next? Because you have come up with some great suggestions for us over the years. Uh, well, I think that the how before I you retired and book, stopped reading books, yes, it's too much. Uh, is very boring in that I just read them uh, one page at a time. One page at a time. Do you read it diagonally? I do in some not. Ways. <laughs> I tried that one, and then my brain exploded. Uh, I yeah. So I I guess I'm a fairly fast reader. My wife, who is silently listening to this right now, she's is our a, audience. She yeah. is. I wanted her to corroborate whether or not this was true. Now, Scott reads three books at a time. <laughs> 
She's a much faster reader than I am, actually. Uh, so we just read. Uh, as I'm watching TV, I read. Uh, I don't drive to work. I don't drive anywhere because I have a driver's license. Uh, because I was reading once and killed a man <laughs> with my car. Uh, <laughs> So that's it. I read a lot just because you make time. If it's important, you make the time. Uh, Dan, you could learn a lesson from that. <laughs> oh. 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 I don't even know what that Not to put you a point on it. <laughs> uh, the more interesting thing, uh, where do I find all these books? Uh, um, bookstores. <laughs> Curbs. Curbs. <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, the library. The library. I do go to the library. Uh, so I, I peruse the shelves of the library, much like, you know, David, you were talking about going to bookstores. Libraries like a bookstore, only you can take a book for free. Uh, I mean, you, you what? Should Tried that at a bookstore once. <laughs> <laughs> it frowned upon it. it, it like that. Uh, Twitter, a lot of people tweet about stuff, and then I re- uh, think about it. I find, actually... Where Amazon. do you find your time to read Twitter among <laughs> all these books? Well, well one hand has Twitter, one exactly. hand has a book. I'm, I'm he only reads one book at a time. He didn't say he's not reading Twitter. At the and Murder, She Wrote is playing and in the background while <laughs> all that happens. Oh, all the right. time. And Marisa is canning in another room. <laughs> <laughs> It's very exciting. I have this perfect uh, picture that of my is, life now. That is exactly how I imagine your house. <laughs> Excellent. It's pretty accurate, okay, actually. Uh, so, yeah, tweet, Twitter, uh, Amazon. I actually find Amazon's recommendations to be pretty good for me. So well, you've, you bought a lot of books. Yeah. Here's, here's the, the difference. I have two children searching for things uh, randomly. I don't, I don't have that problem. Yeah. I did once buy like hundred <laughs> pairs of socks from Amazon. <laughs> all these book recommendations for months. It was all socks. <laughs> you didn't order like the fifteen you gallon might. tube of lube on uh, Prime <laughs> Day, did you? You might also like that, the that's socks. That's not socks. The yeah. That was not a code. That sock. Oh was not a code for lube oh. <laughs> for some of us, maybe. Also, I don't see how effective it is that that, that after you order a hundred <laughs> socks, that they would say, "Oh, you probably need yeah. socks." You really yeah. love socks. You might also enjoy. Socks in jars. <laughs> oh. Ooh, that, actually, uh, you like white socks? Perhaps I mean, you like red socks. It's no toast in socks. Or the red socks. Yeah. <laughs> Have so. you considered shoes? <laughs> Ooh, tell I me actually, more. I actually just bought shoes online, and now all the ads are shoes. Like, no, mm-hmm. I, how many I have shoes, shoes now. Do you, think I need? I, I, you need that. Yeah, you need that. Like uh, contextual advertising, where it's like, have you considered now gloves or shoelaces oh. or something? Ooh, yes, you know, like, that's true. Possible choosing Imelda Marcos at gmail.com <laughs> as your email account. <laughs> is a bad idea. I knew I went wrong somewhere. Oh, that was probably it. Uh, plus, love these uh, topical references. Yeah, I was just Dan <laughs> recommended the the Miles Vorkosigan books, so uh, I found a whole the, the world books. Of, now? <laughs> <laughs> the the Varkosigan brothers? Varkosigan. <laughs> saga. It's a saga. Though. It like, is a saga. They, they had robots and laser guns they on did. the covers. They did. It's really exciting. Which came to me from my family, which is where I got a lot, like my extended family, my cousins who are huge sci-fi nerds and stuff, like, we're like, oh, you've never read this? You need to read this. Uh, and that's where I oh, get a lot of Oh, we will beat books. you again. <laughs> with books. <laughs> the librarians are tough, let me tell you. They get a pillowcase filled with paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Just walk know. over there, like, we were, like they, you got like one hand in a book, and if you answer wrong, they just slam Sweet. the book on it. Yeah. yeah. I've, the Gomja book. <laughs> That's true. Don't marry a librarian. <laughs> too late for I, some of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I didn't marry a librarian, and look what happened. She became a librarian. <laughs> it can happen to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> to you're, anyone. you're listening to the Andromeda it's Strain. A, now it's a very special episode. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is not how librarians work, as I was taught by Frank Caprafield. It's, it's, it's spores. It's all spores. Just about to close up the library. The library. <laughs> 
So that this is uh this is why Steve wasn't on until episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I've lingered on like crotch rod until five years on. Such a beautiful way with words. <laughs> it's really my true meat. You'll always be our meat canary. <laughs> we'll we'll always have meat canary. <laughs> Jason is very quiet. And crotch rod, actually. <laughs> Anybody else want to answer that question that I asked about where you find things? David, do you want to talk about that? I, well, you know, Twitter and friends and walking through the library and walking through the bookstores. I mean, I, I still go to bookstores when I see them in the burnt-out husks of shopping malls in the post-apocalyptic wilderness. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Or or if, if I'm interested in a writer or a, a something, I will look up other things they have done. And then go, yeah, I'll try that. I really like that scene in Fury Road where they go to the bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> the burned yeah. out husk of a shopping mall. I was going to say, the serendipity of bookstores is not what it used to be, though, because I felt like I used to wander through bookstores and I would, oh, I've never seen this before. But, like, nowadays, because of the way the publishing industry has gone, even though there is more stuff, it seems like, than ever, I feel like a lot of the stuff I go into bookstores is very samey, right? Like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, this, yeah. I've heard of this book. I heard yeah. of this book. This one has vampires. Sometimes I wander into yeah. bookstores and look around and say, I've never seen this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A bookstore, I mean. A bookstore, yeah. It's like, I mean, going through lots of airports just this weekend, you know, I stop and look at the bookstores there, yeah, and it's it. like, wow, it's like all Lee Child and James Patterson it's a and uh, Daniel Silva and and then, you know, chiclet books, which, I mean, I'm sure they're fine if you like that kind of thing. Mm, but... And actually chiclets right next to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd rather get the chiclets. <laughs> uh... So a lit chick purchasing chiclets <laughs> and chewing chiclets. Well, Pacific Northwest, you know. Yeah, I've, I've I've been going to enough literary type conventions lately that I've actually met a bunch of authors whose books mm. I hadn't read, and luckily so far, all of the nice, cool authors have also been good writers. So thank goodness. That hey, is always I wrote true. that. What did you think? That's yeah. one way you can get into reading books is by finding famous authors and reading their books next to them. <laughs> <laughs> they really like it. When you go up next to them and say, "What book did you read?" and then you say, "Okay," and then you go back and come back tomorrow with the book to read near them. So it's it's an involved process, but it gets results. Mm-hmm. All right, TV is my next question, which is how do you find Love things? It. How do you find Moving things? On. <laughs> next question. That explains why you don't read as much. Dan. It's true. Uh, I do watch too much television. It's true. So how do you, how do you prioritize? We are in a time where there are more scripted uh, TV series being made than ever before. So there's a huge amount, and and it's actually the quality is pretty darn good. There's a lot of great stuff, a lot of good stuff. How do you prioritize what you uh, well, spend time watching? The distribution channels are more limited there. Um, in that you know. There are, there are more networks than there have ever been before, but there's still a limited amount of network space and time to which to devote these things. Yes, but um, there's the entire history of television available on DVD or Netflix, yes. too. You've just overwhelmed yeah. me, Steve. Yes. I can't oh, really That's why I run for television. Um, yes, for example, all 20,000 seasons of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, that's available. available on streaming. I'm on season 13,000, okay? Um, all, all of Buck Rogers in the 25th century. The last episode of Murder, She Wrote, she's the last person she's the, left alive. Is she the murderer? Yes. It she's turns out she's killed all of those else. murders yes. have one thing in common. Jessica Fletcher. Right. Serial murderer. They'll never catch um, her. Don't hang around this woman. <laughs> so, uh, well, there's that episode where she kills right next to him. Im- 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 <laughs> she kills him. <laughs> Imperator they had, Fletcher. They had it coming. She's the um, last one left. So I think that, you know, for me, I keep my ear to the ground as far as, like, new television goes. And when a new season comes out, I'm sort of like, okay, there's here are the three or four shows that sound really interesting. But a lot of it's word of mouth. And for me, I kind of... 
I generally go by both for books and TV shows and movies. I sort of go by a two person rule where it's like if two people who are totally unconnected both recommend the same thing to me, I feel like, okay, that's probably worth checking out. Um, because if I've got like one of my cousins recommending something and one of my friends recommending something, it's like, well, those are two independent sources and both of them like this thing and I tend to like the things they like. So that's a pretty good recommendation. But I also, I mean, with things like Netflix and Hulu, I spend a lot of time browsing or just like looking through to see uh, a lot of times I've seen something with like an actor I like or from a creator that I like and just sort of hop from one thing to the next. So, uh, and I know kind of what genres I prefer watching. So that really helps narrow the search a bit. I don't end up watching a lot of things that are like, um, I don't know, like soap operas, for example. So I, I, it's, I find it a little bit more containable just because books sometimes it seems much more overwhelming because there are so many books and I tend to like a lot of different things. Whereas TV, I feel like it's easier to narrow things down a bit. There you go. That's the damn worn secret. Thanks, watching Jim. lots of television. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, put your ear on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, maybe if you watch a little more television. That sounds, that sounds too much like exercise for me. I'm out. <laughs> Just, you have to turn. Just read books yeah, no. while you're watching. It's yeah. multitask. Yeah, that works. Any other? Anybody else want to share their their uh, methodology for what they watch on TV? Or for me, it depends on what uh, what I need out of television at that. Is time. it Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Check, okay. I'm check, yes. That's a short no. flowchart. It, it really is. High five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes I just need to completely veg out and, you know, I get home from a hard day of work and I don't even want something with a plot. So I will put on like a cooking competition show. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, yeah, it's kind of Doctor Who or cooking competition show <laughs> or whatever else I'm watching for a podcast. And that's about, that's almost about it. I just don't have time for that and books. I go through phases where it's, I'll watch extra TV shows, but then I don't read books anymore. So I have to, mm-hmm. I have to choose. Choose wisely. And I'm in a book phase now, so sorry, TV. <laughs> Someday the BBC will release Bangers and Mash with David Tennant in your roles with the light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's the time-traveling chef. <laughs> She's a hard-bitten detective. <laughs> they solve crimes. They solve crimes. Yeah. Across time. In the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. BBC calls. <clears throat> All right, yeah, so... See, I, I mean, I, I was obsessed with TV when I was really little and would watch anything... And each year when the fall preview issue of TV Guide oh, came out, oh, yeah. I would I would keep it and I would mark things and I would analyze. I, I mean, I wanted to be Brandon Tartikoff when I was little. I wanted to figure out good schedules. So I always paid attention to that. And even now, I mean, yeah, it's overwhelming, but I still pay attention to who's doing what, what the genres are, what the shows are. And, you know, if... It, if all of these people involved in this show have made shows that I really didn't like, I'm probably not going to watch that show. But the inverse, if, if enough of them have been involved in stuff I like, I'll give it a shot. And it might be good, it might not. Um, and, and now I also know so many playwrights who are sort of slipping into writers' rooms now. I'll give their shows a try. Um, I don't know many that I've stuck with. They've broken in. They don't <laughs> actually work there. Yeah. watch their shows while sitting next to them is my question? Uh, no, but I, I read their plays sitting next to them. Oh. Uh, do you act out their plays while sitting next to them? Yes, I, I get hit a lot. Well, it's a play so, about a writer being confronted by a fan who's sitting next to them reading their book. The yeah. meta just ate its own tail. Uh, That's the title. Before we go, um, I want to take chat room. I have right? chat room. <laughs> Jason, it can't have possibly been three hours yet. Oh, well, it's, it's time dilation is happening. Uh, I want to ask, uh, looking forward, 
What uh, thinking about the podcast? What are some things that we haven't done that we should do in the next year or five? The minute by minute Buffy analysis. No, I, no, that, no. that that is this different podcast that will you know happen eventually once I'm retired. Um, <laughs> from podcasting? <laughs> oh no, Scott! From everything else. Ah. <laughs> So yeah, what are we? What, what would you like to do? What would you like to do? This is your your. Uh, I I've got my little topic list that I keep compiling as we go along, and I'm taking suggestions. So what what should we do? Uh, I, I've been meaning to reread the Foundation trilogy, so I'd like to do a mm. podcast about that. Too. I'm out. Well, I'd say like old movie club have classic sci-fi book club. Mm. That's not you bad. know, specify it down. I think we really need to branch into new forms, new mediums. I think oh. we need to discuss like um, hypertextual fiction. <laughs> I don't know. Is that still a thing? Can we talk about virtual reality? Like <laughs> second life entire podcast? But yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's a lot of reading. In once second again, life. Scott takes the question seriously and gives me a good answer. And Dan's just got <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yep, Scott wins. <laughs> Two hundred and sixty episodes, Jason. What are you expecting? <laughs> it's true. It's tiring. David, we you have any an episode uh, where we all wear Oculus Rifts and walk around the city. <laughs> <laughs> virtual valley? Sweet. We'll, we'll all be in a room in Spokane in the virtual, yes, virtual valley. I will say this, though, so, though, though it is off-topic for the incomparable podcast, it might mesh with some of our other podcasts, I actually think it would be really fun to do a performance of something like, I don't know, I think it would be fun to do like a live read of a Shakespeare play with the incomparable cast. I'd love to do I that. think that would be hilarious. I, I David could, would love to do that. Eric is kind of interested. How about, I could how cast feel, that in a second. How do you feel about the Shakespeare episode of Gilligan's Island? Oh, I asked to be. Is there money involved to in that? Be, that is the question that I ask of me. I have serious <laughs> concerns. <laughs> Dan, I'm sorry you're trapped in that corner, but we're leaving you. Behind. <laughs> Fend for yourself. There's a window. <laughs> Dan, no. <laughs> I'm okay. Well, look, it's the meat canary. He's okay. I'm safe. Steve, do you have any uh, anything on a to-do list? Are you just going to wait I'm for the doodles so to come in and do what I say? I really don't have anything to contribute, Jason. I'm, uh, I'm five years on. I'm still not entirely sure why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> Join the club. It's because you're handcuffed to that chair. <laughs> Can we do an episode where we explain that? Maybe <laughs> the origin, the secret origin of Steve Lutz. <laughs> oh, the secret identity of the meat canary. Oh. <laughs> I've never seen them together. So see, the problem is I've I've kind of I've kind of receded from TV and long time ago books, and I've got such a limited amount of time to to deal with any media at all with the kids and the work and all that stuff. And uh, usually, when I have a spare half an hour or so, I'll find some old game that I meant to play in 1993. And old and game club. So the extent of the media that I consume literally is stuff that other people have recommended for the podcast, which is great because it forces me to broaden my horizons a little bit. But I don't spend a lot of time thinking about what else I should try because, right. frankly, I don't have the time for it. We've got, we've got you under our power. We've got you in control. <laughs> and Erica? I think I said earlier that I like that you guys give me rails, so I don't want to have to come up with anything okay. else. Good, good, good. All right. The podcast is still firmly in your control, Jason. Leave that statement right there on the table. It was very helpful in (laughs) suggesting an episode. I try. Stay tuned for that. Actually, I I would be on that episode. Oh, see. Geez, Scott, why don't you ask him for more homework while you're at it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we have reached an ending point. 
What? Of this entire Each show. Each of you will find before you a small cup of Kool-Aid. <laughs> Delicious. All Say hello to the meat canary for me. All of, all of the listeners who have signed up for our special mailing list will receive a small packet in the mail. You should probably brew that up now. Watch, water. watch for the comet overhead First tomorrow night. First spit in a tube. <laughs> and then mail that to Jason. That's, that's, isn't, isn't that how they made the Kool-Aid? Put on your special Nikes. And, uh, <clears throat> and your, and your, your poncho. Blanket. And your purple blanket. <laughs> Well, we have purple watch. pants that we send out. That's and and watch for the stone head floating outside your house. Mm-hmm. Scott, I rolled a uh, 22. Does that hit? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you hit all of us. All right. We have all failed our saving throw against podcasts. <laughs> so I'd like to thank my guests for joining me around the table for this, the fifth anniversary episode of The Incomparable. Yay! Yeah. Dan Warren, thank you for being here on so many episodes. See you in five years, Jason. Okay. Until then. Uh, David Lore, uh, your secret to being on many episodes is that you just say yes to every single episode. I don't know how you do it. Uh, Well, you pick a lot of things I've already seen and read, and I like talking about The art of saying yes. Yes. Hey, I... The art of saying yes, sure, why not? I was smart enough not to join the Superhero Spectacular. Mm. You gotta give me that. Oh, yeah, High I five. should get you in on that. No! <laughs> After the Super Spectacular is over, you might be the only person left. Yes. No, no, no. No, I'm staying away from that. Too. Yeah. All right, Erica and David will have their own show. You managed to off, the, you managed to off the founding members. <laughs> Scott McNulty, thank you for being here since episode one. It's my pleasure. Can, can I leave this room now? <laughs> nope. Duh. Nope. Steve Letts, I don't know why you're here either. <laughs> thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Jason, for giving me yet another reason to question my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> and Erica Ensign, I'm so glad that you could join us, too. Yeah, I still feel like the new kid on the block. Maybe after another five years, I won't. Maybe. <laughs> after we introduce the people we're going to kill the rest of us off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The new right. It's like a reality show. Yeah, and to th- and finally, thanks to everybody out there. I, if you ha- have reached this point in this podcast, <laughs> you are the greatest podcast listeners ever. <laughs> right, and you need to probably seek help as well. That's so true. thank you so much. And just when when you seek help, wear sunscreen. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to all all the people out there. We'll be back with a normal episode maybe <laughs> next week, uh, or it'll be one of those superhero figure tournament after episodes. Two hundred and sixty will eventually have a normal episode. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it happen. Could, it could happen. Law of averages. Yeah, it's just bound to happen eventually. Uh, but until then, this is Jason Snell, your host, signing off uh, for five years, and uh, we'll probably be back next week. This probably isn't the last episode, right, Dan? Probably. All right. Who can say? Who can say? The future's promised to no one. Recording. <laughs>